Venture capital is how you grow. All right, you can grow in other ways. I, I, I won't say no. I won't disagree. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. What I'm telling you is you want to bring opportunity to spur investment, and you need the dollars available to make that investment happen. Gary Dick joins us right now from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick. On uh, the, the Twitter box, we talk about VC activity all the time. We talk about those dollars getting into central Indiana and throughout uh, the state. So a report came out showing that Indiana not too shabby on the VC investment. The question is, is it enough? Good morning, Tony. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, and this came out of this, uh, an annual report that Elevate Ventures uh, puts out every year. It's the Indiana Venture Report. It really takes a look at how much venture activity, venture capital activity there is in the state, how much money's coming in, who's getting it, uh, where it's going, what sectors of the economy are getting the most. And by the way, that's the life sciences uh, industry, more than 60% of the BC activity in Indiana uh, in the life sciences. Uh, But I think it's a mixed bag. As you look uh, at the top line, if you will, the report says even in the face of a pandemic, venture capital activity increased by nearly 20% in Indiana. So that's, that's good news. That's a positive sign. Uh, but if you really dive a little deeper in the numbers, and Elevate Ventures CEO Chris Lamont talked about it on the show this weekend, Indiana really has a long way to go when it comes to competing with the rest of the country. Because uh, on a national scale, that money coming into the state last year, uh, the investment of about $290 million, that represents 0.3% of all venture capital activity in the country. And that's the third lowest uh, mark here in the Midwest. So, some good news, some improving news, but um, long, a long way to go. So that that idea that it's only was it point three percent is that what you called it point mm-hmm. right? Zero, so what's what's the objective yeah. in in a, in a rational view when when we talk about the kind of uh, entrepreneurship we want to build here and entrepreneurship is having serious serious issues. The people who should be entrepreneurs uh, aren't right. They, they they're just not attracted to. To the idea, and we're seeing this in a bunch of places, it's something we need to really and truly address, the importance of going out there and creating and building. And if you fail, it's okay. Pick yourself back up and do it again. But if it's 0.3%, what's the number that Indiana would be comfortable with? Well, that's a great question. Uh, uh, something higher than that, uh, certainly. Uh, but but And you bring up a good point in, in the number of people engaged in, in uh, entrepreneurship and starting a company, growing a company, those types of things. That's one of the things that uh, needs to happen more in Indiana. It's beginning to happen more. If you look, again, diving a little deeper into the numbers, another positive aspect is the fact that uh, while much of the venture capital activity is here in central Indiana, uh, we're beginning to see more of it uh, around the state of Indiana. And that's so important to get other parts of the state uh, engaged, Elevate Ventures among those that are really going out there and trying to connect with universities. They're beginning to play a bigger role, which is which is good, and communities around the state to kind of get them to understand the impact that uh, that this can have on, on a community. But, you know, to your, to your question, it needs to be a lot more than 0.3%. The, uh, I think the other piece of it is, I think venture activity, I can't remember the number, is something like 80%, 75%, 80% of all venture capital simply goes to three states, New York, California, 
and uh, I think it's Massachusetts. So it's really centered in those areas, uh, Indiana, with its quality of life, cost of living, all those kinds of things, becoming increasingly attractive uh, to folks from outside of the state, and that includes investors who are looking to invest money. We just need to continue to to, uh, produce more deals, more activity to make it attractive to bring that money into the state. And people need to understand that it's not just about investing into the biotech company or the tech company, the computer, this or what have you. It is the restaurants they go to. It is the dry cleaners they use. It's the houses they buy. It's the services those people utilize. The the ripples here are large and big. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I spoke to Doug Bowles, president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last week. I know you did as well. They're working very hard to have fans for the 105th running of the Indy 500. But now we're into the idea of fans for uh, the NCAA tournament, and they're saying 25% capacity. IU is only saying 500 fans. So there's this difference between fans and capacity. Uh, How is this being taken by uh, the Indianapolis business community? Are they okay with it, or were they expecting a whole lot more? No, I think – I don't know of anyone who necessarily expected more than 25%, Tony, up to that 25% mark. And as you mentioned, which is interesting, because the NCAA said, of course, they, they have worked and are working with local and state uh, health officials to uh, to come up with uh, the protocols and the number of fans, et cetera. But as you mentioned, it's going to be up to the venues. And uh, IU came out uh, with a statement saying only 500 uh, people. I don't know that there'd be very many fans at all at the games at IU because the the 500 level only 500 people, people. So that's uh, you know that takes into account teams, essential personnel, trainer, you know trainers, whatever the case might be. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for uh, for any fans. But sounds uh, perfectly I, IU though. I mean, it, I I know you're not going to comment on it. it uh, lately, from from what you're hearing and what you're seeing, what I'm hearing and seeing, sounds like a perfectly IU thing to do. Well, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to watch this play out. And and you mentioned the Speedway, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They're they're really looking at this very closely and eyeing the Indianapolis 500, which of course last year had no fans in the stands. And uh, I expect, and I know you talked to Doug Bowles as well, uh, to have a decision on that. They're going to wait as long as they can uh, to see if the uh, the numbers continue in the right direction and obviously the impact of vaccines and those types of things. But uh, in any event, uh, the 25% or up to 25% NCAA decision is welcome news, as you well know, for restaurants, uh, you know, venues in downtown Indianapolis and around to get some much-needed uh, economic impact uh, after, uh, obviously, this, this devastating period in the uh, pandemic. I, I only, only hope that people do come downtown, even if they're not able to go to the game, and engage those business owners are the ones who have been doing the work to rebuild downtown Indy. They're the ones that mm-hmm. deserve the love and the admiration. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter at IIB. Always a pleasure, man.